G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. Let me introduce my guest to you this morning, Pastor Marcelo Encina, who is not here with me in the studio. We've uh, kind of parachuted him in this morning from his place in Sydney. Marcelo, welcome. Thanks for having me. Cool. It's wonderful. Great to be here. Wonderful to have you here. Now, uh, doing things a little bit differently today. I, I, I had I had a bishop last week, and this week I have I have a a hip hop artist, <laughs> uh, as <laughs> well as other things, yes. as well as a pastor. So we're just keeping the uh, you know the variety uh, going here on Sunday morning together. Now, Crosswords is the Christian hip hop ministry that uh, that you uh, have been part of. Just what draws you towards that, Marcella? Uh, so I grew up in with around hip hop culture already, and then so I already had a love for that. Once uh, once I came back to the Lord, I guess, and and looking for the the ministry that I wanted to do, I was already uh, making hip hop music. And then after a few years of finding my feet in my faith, I I felt that that God was pointing me in that direction to use or, or to to incorporate hip hop into into my ministry. And then a few years after that, I found uh, a group of like-minded individuals, I guess, and then and that's when Crosswords formed, and we went from there. Since it's been going since two thousand six. Wow, we should clarify here, by the way, Crosswords is not spelled the way you'd normally think. It's uh, it's with a K for a start and a uh, E R D Z on the end. <laughs> yeah, in hip hop, we we refuse to spell anything correctly. Um, <laughs> It just fascinates me, people that are called into different spaces to minister to people and use different things to reach out to people. And uh, again, something I had no awareness that there was such a thing, the annual Uprock Christian Hip Hop Summit, a conference uh, that happens every year, and it's coming up again next month. What what actually happens at that? Uh, so Uprock in itself was an idea, I guess, conference summit, um, because we already had a network of, of believers who were um, involved in hip-hop culture, so, so not just music but the dance and the art as well, um, it was a gathering place initially. It was, it, the, the thought behind it was people around Australia, we're friends, we've connected in the past, let's get together. And then from there it developed into bringing international guests and, and all that sort of thing. So we do workshops, we have a concert, we, we practical workshops, ministry workshops, and, and just time of fellowship, we have a service. Um, and then we have a community event on the Sunday, which uh, is a breakdancing competition hmm. that we put on for the community. So we as believers, uh, um, so not... The participants aren't all believers, but they know who we are. They know that we're Christians. They know that, um, and they they see us as, I guess, as a chaplain to their community, um, in, in the in the breakdancing area, which is part of part of hip hop culture. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and how do you go with all of that? It, it, I I think breakdancing to me looks like something you've got to be pretty uh, you know fit and uh, and it flexible is. to, to be is. able to do. I'm more on the music side. So I'm more on the rapping <laughs> side. So I'm what they call an MC or, or a rapper. I make music and 
and uh, and host and, and things like that. Um, so definitely not on the breaking side because I am not that way inclined or capable. It might be breaking literally then by the sound of that. Uh, is it mostly young people that you, you're reaching out to here? What's the average age? The, the, the interesting thing about hip-hop culture, it just this year uh, clocked up 50 years of being around since 1973. And so there are generations within it. So we, for example, in our team have parents involved as well as their teenage children and, and, and a bit younger. So it appeals across across generations uh, with the understanding that within those generations there might be different styles and of what's popular for each generation. Mm. Um, but it's interesting to see, for example, in the breakdancing, like having um, people competing. I know we've got one girl that competes. She's, she's, I think she's 10 years old, eight, nine, 10 years old. And she... You know, so young, I guess, inherited the interest from her her parents or her dad or, or whatever it might be. But it continues from generation to generation. Yeah, yeah, so uh, good. The same with the art, with the graffiti art, and and things like that. It it's it's kind of it's almost like similar to a discipleship model where where one generation teaches the next. Mm. Well, that's uh, it's, it's good to get a little window into what you're doing there. Something that we do every week here on Sunday mornings together is take communion. We're going to be doing that very shortly. Just before we do, though, how do you think we should best prepare our hearts as we approach communion? As we approach communion, I think the, the, the preparation of our heart is one of self-reflection, one of, of submission and humility before God. And, and as we symbolically remember the sacrifice that Jesus made, that we should be um, in a place where we are submitted to, to him and partaking in the sense of reflecting on on, on on the things that we that we need to to work on and also but with a deep gratitude and thanks of the reality in our lives of, of, of what it means uh, what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection. Sunday morning together, together. with Phil Edwards. On Vision Christian Radio. And you've got Phil Edwards here, and great to have you with us this morning on Sunday Morning Together. My guest and co-host today is Marcelo Encina. He is a pastor. He's a radio host. He's also a hip-hop artist. I don't know that we've had a hip-hop artist lead us in communion before, so first time this morning. But as we do take communion this morning together, we are reflecting and remembering and also making a declaration that Jesus is coming again. Thanks, Phil. So as let's prepare our hearts to, to to commune together. Let's reflect. Let's take a time this this time out to to think about the significance of Christ's sacrifice. In in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter twenty two, verse nineteen to twenty, as he was sitting with his disciples, Jesus said this, it says what well, says, And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So we we do this on a regular basis. We take communion to reflect and to remember, to be reminded of what was accomplished by Jesus' sacrifice and also by his resurrection. Now, we know it's a complete work. In John 19.30, on the cross, Jesus declared, it, it is finished. And then in Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul speaks of, you know, Jesus dying once for all with death being defeated and no need for him to die again. So it's completed. But that chapter in Romans also talks about the significance of his resurrection and how when we give our life to Christ uh, or 
to use the metaphor we share in his death, we in the same way share in his resurrection to a new life. Uh, verse 4 of chapter 6 in Romans says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, and in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Now, Jesus spoke in John 10.10 10 of, of wanting to give us a full life. Um, so we, we, we inherit this, or well, we are given this new life because of what Jesus did, as well as salvation and the eternal hope for the future. Uh, but when Jesus spoke about his own ministry, he quoted uh, the book of Isaiah in Luke chapter 4. He said this, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. So as we remember through communion, Jesus sacrificed, and let's also remember that we, because of that, have the good news, we have the gospel, that we are free from the chains of sin, controlling and destroying our lives, that we were once blind, now we see, that we are no longer bound by the oppression of death and have the hope of eternal life in him because of what he came to do and what he overwhelmingly accomplished. So we remember the sacrifice he made, but we also remember the significance of, the res of, of what was accomplished through that sacrifice and by his resurrection. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, our ministry that we're given, it says, is a ministry of reconciliation, where we make an appeal on Christ's behalf to people that they would also be reconciled to God. So as we take communion together, let's remember that he, that he paid the price for us, that he made the sacrifice for us, that the significance of that is to be resurrected into a new life for us here, uh, and to live with freedom from the oppression of, of all that has sought to destroy our lives and sought to hold us back and keep us distant from God. And then the eternal hope, once this life is done, of an eternal hope, an eternal future with him. And there's so much to reflect on in there. And then also the element of that it's now our ministry to, to seek to reconcile others to God as well and to let them know about the amazing thing are the amazing faith that we have discovered ourselves as well. So as we partake of the elements, can we reflect on all of that? Can we remember all of that and all all that it means that we remember in, in, in taking these elements, all that it signifies for our life here, for our life in eternity, for our relationship with others and our and our ministry and our purpose here on the earth encourage you to now take the bread or cracker as we give you thanks Lord and then also the juice or, or wine that you might have and let's pray Father we thank you for the sacrifice that was made we thank you for the, for the freedom that comes because we are no longer bound by the chains Death was overcome, and, 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 and as we are resurrected with you, in, in you're resurrected into a new life, and that we have the hope of eternal life, that we, have, that, we have, that we know we will be with you for always, that you will return, that you will make things right on this earth, Lord. And, and we thank you that, that we can trust and hope in that, 
every day of our lives, that we can walk in faith, walk in victory, Lord, that we can know that through the darkest valley you're with us, in, in, the, in the greatest joy and victory you're with us, Lord. Throughout every single day of our lives, you are with us. We can count on you. We can lean on you. You are there. You, you seek relationship with us and you, and you desire to be close to us. And that's such an amazing privilege. And you open that door through what happened at the cross. And Lord, we thank you and we pray that you would help us to share, to have that ministry of reconciliation and share and plead to others, be reconciled to God, that we would never forget that that's part of, of, of all that, that that's happened. It's, it's for us to be part of that, of that ministry of seeking that others would also find the amazing gift of salvation that we have found. As we reflect on all of this and take communion, we remember and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. I understand uh, your story didn't start in Australia, or at least your parents' story didn't start in Australia. Just uh, what's the connection here, Marcelo? Yeah, my, my parents came over in their early 20s from Chile. Um, there was a military coup there in actually 50 years ago in 73, uh, and they needed to leave the country, so they came to Australia as refugees. Um, and I was born a couple of years later, the first of, of, of anyone I'm related to to ever be born here in this country. Um, so Australian through and through, but uh, obviously with a connection to my heritage in South America and Chile. Mm, I can't imagine what that would be like, having to escape you know, and, and to be refugees. And obviously it was before you were born, uh, mm. But what are your you know, reflections through your parents uh, of that? What have they actually shared of that time with you? I guess the, imp- the important thing is for me, um, well, they, they, it was scary. They came here with no family, no understanding of the language. They actually first went through into Peru and then as- applied to the Australian Embassy to be brought here. And my dad, who had grown up in, with, I guess, a traditional understanding of who God was, at that point, he tells a testimony that he got on his knees and prayed and said, Lord, please send us to Australia. And that prayer was answered. Um, and so coming here, they had to adjust. Obviously, they had to learn. And then we, uh, my, me and my siblings, and which is a story of many immigrants' children, is we had to learn to adapt too, to, to, to a place where it's, it's the only home we've known, but at the same time, we weren't always accepted as Australian. Um, and, you know, I guess that sense of displacement from family as well. And, and so it's been a very interesting journey. And so the, the, the anchor in all of that, in, in what my parents brought me up in, is, is our faith and our community of believers and our, and our church that we've been involved in, churches we've been involved in, and knowing that he's been guiding the journey of my family from, from where the, when they came until, and that continues today. Mm. So you're in Sydney today. Is that where your parents landed? Correct. Landed in Sydney and went through. Uh, there, there, there's a place in called Villawood. There was a, it was a migrant hostel, and a lot of newcomers would go through there and stay for a certain time till they got on their feet. And um, there's a basically there's a photo of my mum pregnant uh, while while they were staying there. Um, and yeah, and so I've been in Sydney all my life, Southwest Sydney. All my life, yeah. Mm, can be a bit of a melting pot in that part of uh, Sydney in terms of cultures, can't it? There's very, very much, very much so. Very multicultural, very, uh, very uh, just exposed to so many different cultures and languages and, of course, the food that comes with that. Mm. Um, 
and and so all my friends that that I went to school with, and it was very always very multicultural, and that that also fed into the 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 attraction into hip hop culture. I'll be honest, because that was also a very multicultural expression. Um, but yeah, very much a melting pot. So you it. you mentioned you know there's obviously a faith foundation there for you, for your family, but you also mentioned earlier on that you had a time where you went away from the Lord. So what what was your journey through all of that? And I guess was it that hip hop culture and and the multicultural just other things led you into places where it wasn't a good place? Um, I guess growing up in the church gave me that foundation. It, it gave me that that belief. To be honest, what what sort of pushed me away was was a lot of church splits and church politics and things like that. It got to the point where we as a family left the church and then I, it wasn't so much that anything was drawing me away. It was more that I wanted to just make my own decision and do my own thing. It was, mm. it was I guess, the rebelliousness of a teenager thinking they know everything mm. and they know and don't everything they all? that they need. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, didn't we all and, and, when we were teenagers? I should say. I well, it's 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 uh, it's amazing to see the teenagers that I know who feel feel exactly the same way. <laughs> In hindsight, we know that our lack of experience and lack of wisdom is is really a, a big lack. <laughs> but uh, back then, I guess I, I wanted to to just do my own thing, really. Yeah. Um, and what so was, was that? Never, what was that own thing? Where, where did that take you? It didn't take me into anything dark or, or super serious. It took me into I want to be around my friends. I want to listen to the music that I want to listen to. I want to because growing up in an eighties Pentecostal church, it was very, very strict and very, very uh, legalistic in that sense. And and so it was really just not wanting to be restricted in that sense. Um, and so, but I mean, in the end, it doesn't seem like a dark path, but it does become a dark path because it leads you into, into areas of, you know, just completely seeking, seeking to fill a void in all the wrong places. You know? mm. Yeah. Self-fulfillment Whether, rather than the ultimate fulfillment that comes from that connection with your maker. Right. Yeah. That is, that, that's correct. So, so I didn't end up in jail. I didn't end up on drugs or anything like that. But I did end up very empty. I did end up very depressed and 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 very un, un, unfulfilled and and unsatisfied with the direction my life was going. I wonder, was there a particular point where you had an aha moment that this is this is going nowhere? I need to go back to my roots or something like that. Yeah, the interesting the interesting part for me was that even while I was away. I kind of wasn't. I still was very aware that God was there. It was never a matter of disbelief. It was a matter of almost putting God aside mm. so that I could live my own life. And so I would still pray when I was freaking out about exams or something like that. <laughs> uh, but and, and also just very aware that that God didn't cease to exist. It was I was choosing my own path. So my aha moment was actually my dad at home listening to a preacher on on. I guess what back then might have been a VHS or a video um, back in 97 of of a preacher saying exactly that. So if, if you're putting God to the side, like this is God we're talking about, who do you think you are? Hmm. <laughs> and it hit, I wasn't even in the room. I was in my room. But you but, could hear it. Well, my, my dad's a little hard of hearing, but I don't think he's that hard of hearing. I think he turned it up so I could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Smart dad. 
Yeah. And it hit me. It really hit me. It's like, who are you to tell God maybe later? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you when, when, when I feel like the time is right in my life. And that, that, that was the time. That was the aha moment. I dropped to my knees and I, and I recommitted my life to the Lord because it was, he, he's not someone to be pushed to the side. It, it just, I just couldn't ignore it anymore. Mm. It was an active ignoring of God's, of God sort of pursuing me in that sense. Which is, I guess, not the same as everyone's story in the sense where I never doubted that he was real. I never doubted that, that, that he was there. I just actively pushed him to the side and, and, and it really, I was really convicted of that at the, in that, that aha, moment, aha moment, as you say. Do you remember what you um, prayed? Basically, it was a prayer of I'm yours. I'm yours like, like I, I, I won't hold my life back from you anymore i won't it was a, it was really a rededicating of my life as lord you def, define me you define my purpose you define who i am i will follow you i'll follow your path uh you know forgive me for for the arrogance of pushing you to the side and you know and from here on in i live for you mm. because it's interesting you said uh that maybe i was trying to find myself I would say it was I was trying to define myself, define mm. like what my life should be. Yeah, you know, based on all the wisdom that I had as a fourteen, fifteen year old, you know, <laughs> which really was just what I wanted to do. Or you know, I didn't want to be told that what I wanted was was not the path that I should take. Yeah, what did your dad say? He was he was happy. I mean, obviously, that my parents had been praying for years that I would, that I would come back to faith. Um, and yeah, that first Christmas he gave me a, a Bible and we went from there. I actually had the joy of my dad in, in the time I was away. My dad had become a pastor. He wasn't my pastor. When I came back to the Lord, I actually went to another church, but I had the joy of him being the one that baptized me, my dad. Mm, in that sense. So, so cool. that was a, that was a really great, uh, experience for all of us as a family, but yeah. Wonderful moment. How old were you then? I walked. I guess I walked away from God when I was thirteen. Came back to faith when I was twenty. So it really was okay. my teenage years walking my own walk. Okay. And I mean, you're a hip hop artist today. Was that was that a big part of your life back then too? Is that when it sort of started to happen? It was. I was already uh, doing. I already loved hip hop since I was a little boy. Since my my older brother enjoy, introduced me to it, um, and very much one of my biggest passions. Uh, through my teenage years was also music and not just hip-hop music but yes definitely hip-hop music and i was already uh rapping and and and, and making music and stuff like that uh when i did come back to faith and then i guess i was faced with the challenge when i did and i was get finding my feet in my walk to put that aside for a while to mm. really um i guess submit that as well as everything else to the lord I guess it's one of those things. It like, could be anything, I suppose. Uh, sport uh, can become part of our identity, uh, any particular group of people. And mm. hip-hop music can be like that. You, you find this tribe where other mm. people are like me. They're passionate about the same sorts of things. We do stuff together. Uh, we experience things together. It becomes all-encompassing. Was that your experience? Yeah. I mean, my experience was it, it was it was I, what, what I believed is not just that I loved it, but that I was good at it mm. and, and that I really enjoyed uh, making the music. But I had to check myself in terms of, well, why was I doing it? 
Yeah. And what was I talking about? And so that that was something that I couldn't just automatically transfer, I guess, into into my Christian walk. I had to process all of that. Mm. Um, And there was, I guess, a bit of that little in the back of my mind where I can't do that for God. A a little bit in the back of my mind where I guess that was my assumption due to my upbringing that that maybe that, that didn't fit in anymore. Mm. But a few a few years later, that that changed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, clearly you resolved that somewhere along the line because you're using that today as a means to connect with other people and you know communicate the the truth of God. Yeah, yeah. It really was. A, it really was a sense of uh, uh, praying about it and all that, and 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 feeling like God was basically giving it back to me. Yeah. Now I don't uh, want to drop in a, in a new context. Yeah. I don't want to drop you in it, uh, you know, unless you would like to be dropped in it. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, what does a Christian hip hop song sound like? Because to me, I think of hip hop, I think of it's kind of poetry to music. It is. So, so rapping is, is yeah, it's rhythmic poetry basically. Um, but within within music, the music, hip hop music itself, there's so many different styles, styles of delivery, styles of the the backing music that you use. Um, and so each artist tries to find their own individual sound and their own individual style. And and within Christian hip hop or within the gospel hip hop manifestation, there's also the the spectrum of 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 focus and topics that people. Some people are self reflective. Some people are are more overt with their faith. Some people are evangelistic. Some people are very theological in in with actually trying to teach theology in their rhymes. Mm, yeah. And and so there is a very broad spectrum even within. The, the Christian hip hop niche, yeah. Can I uh, put it on you to to maybe do some for us this morning? Would you do that? Sure. I don't know that we've done this before on Sunday morning together. My guest and co-host today is Marcelo Encina, or should I call you by your hip hop name, Oakbridge? Oakbridge. Just yes. just set this, In this up instance, here. You probably should. <laughs> just set this up here for us. What, what are we about to hear? So part part of hip hop culture is the, the rapping. It's it's like like it's like we said a, a rhythmic poetry. And um, as an artist, I, I've obviously done songs that are about my story or about a particular topic that I want to tackle. But within the Crosswords Ministry, we've also used it as a form of praise. So instead of singing together as you would in church, when we have our services and our gatherings, we rap together. The the uh, the congregational raps are. A simple chorus together, and then each individual uh, rapper would then have a verse that they do. So this is one of those with a praise focus. Okay, I'll do it a bit slower so that uh, everyone can sort of catch it, or hopefully they can catch it. Maybe doesn't matter how slow I go, people won't catch it. But anyway, <laughs> who created the heavens and earth and brought things to being that were said in a word? And where else is praise better deserved? Not once did you say you would never return. In fact, we know you'll come one day soon, so we're welcoming you now like it's entree vous, and let the song play through as we tell of your story, because yours is the honour, the power, the glory. Oh, yeah. I can just see a whole crowd of people there doing that together. That that uh, you know, Then they get into the, the chorus after that, right, if I heard you correctly. That's right, your verse. so I would do that, and then we'd go into the chorus all together. We would do the chorus, and then another another rapper would do their verse, and... But they would see the words and be able to rap along if they wanted to. But um, so it's almost like a worship song where it has a particular topic and and, and we just speak on that topic. Yeah, wow, um, so good. And so what, we've been doing that for quite some time. Yeah, what what have you seen? Have you got any good stories of, uh, of of I guess transformation that you've seen in the lives of people as you've entered in and sort of connected in this community? 
What I have seen is people who have felt isolated, especially believers, uh, because I guess hip hop. It's quite a niche. It's quite, it's quite a, a subculture that that is not super popular in in Australia these days. I go amongst young people. I guess it's it's vastly different. But as was my story, we've always found people who oh, I'm the only one in my church who loves hip hop. And 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 what I have seen is also people who who were never able to reconcile their faith and their and their participation or love for hip hop culture. And then when we when we started doing this ministry, we would find that people were excited about the chance to do that, the opportunity to do that, and say, "Oh, really? So I can bring my faith and my love for hip hop together?" And we're like, "Yeah, well, that's what we do on a regular basis, whether in music or art or dance. It's it's a uh, it really has been a joy to see that people discover, I guess, that they didn't have to keep the two separate, that the gifts that that God gave them could be used for Him and not just in the context of." You know, this is what I do, mm. and uh, when I'm with my hip hop friends, and this is what I do when when I'm with my Christian uh, church family and stuff. Mm. So that's been great, and then and then obviously there has been, I guess, the the reach or or, or the where people within who already have a love for hip hop might come to one of one of our gatherings or or might listen to some of our songs or whatever. Uh, because they already have that affinity for hip hop, that it's just they're hearing a different message. Yeah, and so we always wanted to be that sort of place where people might not might not want to step into a regular church or or or, or, or talk or have that conversation, but because we're like minded in that sense, because we're part of the same community, uh, they 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 can and will, um, you know, either listen or, or talk about it. Yeah. Sunday Morning Together with Phil Edwards on Vision. We're about to jump into the best five-minute sermon you'll hear today with my guest and co-host today, Marcelo Encina, uh, who's in Sydney. He's a pastor. He's also a uh, hip-hop artist as well. We've just been learning this morning. But he's going to bring us a good message right now about the diversity within the body of Christ. It's over to you, Marcelo. Thanks, Phil, and, and I want to thank Vision for the opportunity to share this morning. Uh, my understanding is that your audience is quite diverse as well uh, across denominations and, and throughout Australia. I've been blessed, as we spoke about, to be part of a ministry like Crosswords, which uh, which was also quite diverse, and people different backgrounds gathering around that that similar love for Christ and for, and for hip-hop. And I, and I wanted to talk today about the body of Christ and, and how that diversity and that I guess each one having their different part to play and their different role is is something that God intended. Um, so, the Apostle Paul writes in First Corinthians chapter twelve, uh, verse twelve: "Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many." Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has be every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Uh, we spoke about breakdancing earlier. I have a friend uh, in who's from Canada, but has made a living 
as as a what's known as a breakdancer or a breaker in places like Korea and Taiwan, organizing big international competitions, breakdancing competitions. If if you're not aware, it, it's a very large subculture. In fact, it's it's going to be part of the next Olympics. And if you know anything about competitive breaking, it's each dancer would come up and then they'll do their their combination of moves and they will they will end it with what's called the freeze or, or a pose where all the motion suddenly stops and it's it's like a pose. It's similar to how a gymnast might do a dismount and, and they'll land and then they'll stick their hands in the air. This particular friend of mine, one of his signature moves is that his whole body is is lying horizontally off the air and the only part of his body that's touching the ground is his elbow one elbow he balances his whole body weight on one elbow in this instant he obviously can only hold that for a second but it's very impressive and that that is something that he had to train years and years for and had to really get to that point of being able to do that and it really makes an impact and it might help him win a competition or as part of a demonstration now i would imagine that not many of us have ever thought to use our elbow that way and in fact, I would argue that very few of us would be able to do that. But that's his area of expertise, and he's trained for many years to be able to do that. In, in a similar way, we all have a different part to play. Our different experiences and backgrounds and trainings and gifts God has given us will naturally result in a unique expression of our part of the body, how we might use an elbow, for example, or how, how me, we might best be an elbow. Uh, so I want to encourage everyone today that whatever part of the body that, that you represent, that, that, that it's, it's not to tell ourselves that because we are not something else that we're comparing to ourselves to, that we don't belong. Uh, that, that chapter in 1 Corinthians 12 goes on to say that one part of the body can't tell the other part that it's not necessary. Um, and it talks about, you know, it's, it's all needed. It's all part of the body. Romans chapter 12 also talks about the body of Christ and the focus of that chapter is unity and supporting and encourage each other, encouraging each other with a sincere love of God. And so I would love to encourage us all to, to see that, that where God has placed us, what the gifts he has given us, which he's spoken about in these chapters as well, the, the role he's given us to play the way that we reflect that, it, it can be something unique. In fact, if it is something unique, that's a beautiful thing that we don't need to follow necessarily what other what other people have done or, or compare ourselves to what other people are doing, but rather that we would seek our what, what God has for us, what God has for us to do, the role he has for us to play, the part of the body that he wants us to be a part of. And... I've been able to do that in my life, and I just want to encourage all. That's that's why I love a, a multicultural expression, which is where I grew up, but also like you know, multi-denominational or just just the diversity of the body of Christ really is a beautiful thing, and it was always intended to be that diverse. So let's pray now, and I just want to encourage everyone to to really have a passion to seeking um, where they fit in this body. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you that we can we, we can all all of us wherever whatever our situation is we've all been given a calling a gift we've all been given a role to play a part of the body to be and i pray that we would all seek to 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 discover that first of all and that and that we would really seek to grow in that and that we could all encourage each other even if it's something different to what we expect or or, or a different way of using uh, or a different way of sharing the gospel of doing ministry, even if we don't understand it, that we can appreciate each other's uniqueness as well. 
as one in unity, serve each other in love as the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Sunday Morning Together, across Australia, on Vision Christian Radio. My guest and co-host today is a man who knows a bit about music. He's been around for a long time, and if you're listening earlier, you would have heard that he's actually into a few different styles. He is a hip-hop artist. He's also a worship leader in his church, and he mentioned before he loves soul music, Marcelo Encina. A lot of variety there in music. It, it, it can be a really interesting thing, can't it, for people? Because, you know, some people love yeah. country music. I can't quite understand it. Uh, some, <laughs> some people love, you know, classical music. Other people love heavy music. It's a really personal thing for everybody, isn't it? I think it's one of the most personal things. Like uh, for a lot of us, uh, our, our taste in music, not that it defines us, but it, it's a big factor of it might affect the way we dress or the, or the people we hang out with and all, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's quite a significant um, factor for a lot of us and I think it's because it, it really gets to the heart. Like music, regardless of the type of music you like, the music you like is because it, it, it brings a reaction. It, it impacts us in some way, shape or form. Mm. And in my, in my opinion, it was always designed to do that, created to do that. And, and people can have some pretty firm opinions sometimes about music, especially when it comes to Christian music. What is Christian music or not? And there may be right. some people even listening this morning and saying, hip-hop music, that can't be Christian music. What would you say? Yeah. Well, well we, I've, we've, we've definitely faced that in, in our ministry in Crosswords and as individual artists where we've been challenged on, on whether it's a valid expression of our faith. I would argue that... If, if, if something is done with a heart for the Lord, dedicated to the Lord, that why isn't it a valid expression? In fact, there's a whole community that, that would not otherwise be reached if this music wasn't out there, mm. in particular with hip-hop and other styles of music. But if you look back, as you said, I was, I've was i done a, a soul show as well of Christian soul music. And when I started digging into that, like as far back as the 60s and 70s, People were making Christian music in in the style of what was was uh, impactful in those times, and we've seen that through every genre of music. And really, it is if we if we understand if music was created by God, and then if the gifts that we have are for God, then it's actually the inverse that those who aren't using it for God are the ones who are off track. Mm, interesting. In that God gave them something that they're not offering back to Him. Whereas those of us who are offering it back to him are actually doing what we were created to do mm. um, rather than they created something that we're adopting. It's more that they're, they're, God gave us gifts and music and you know worship as far back as we want, might want to see in the Bible. Um, and, and people have decided to take that for self-gain and not, for, and not to, to do it in, in honor of, of the one who gave them the gift. Mm. So, so yeah, we have had those challenges, but we 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 have always had to, um, I guess, just check ourselves and, and see well, where, where, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the right reason? Is my heart in the right place? And sometimes it has been a manifestation with some artists where it does become that rebellious thing of, well, oh, you you old Christians, you don't know what you're doing, you know, this is the this is what the young people listen to, or this is this is more valid than the other. But like I said in the message, like there's not one that's more valid than the other. So we have to check that 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 sense of rebellion as well, that we're not doing it 
just to be different for the sake of being different. But I love hip hop music. I love soul music. I love, I genuinely love those forms of music. And so it's natural for my expression of faith to come out in those areas. I guess anything else would be inauthentic. Yeah. Sunday morning together on Vision Christian Radio. Well, as we close things off this morning, I wonder if you might be prepared to lead us in a prayer for this great nation that we're part of, Australia. Would you be happy to do that? I would be more than happy to do that. All right, let's do that. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for for this nation that we are blessed to be a part of, this nation that is, it is very blessed, a nation that is really has welcomed people from all over the world, uh, my family being an example of that, that we can live here together, Lord. And as we face the complex domestic issues that we're facing and even our relation to the complex international issues happening around the world, Lord, I pray that this nation would be a light for your love, that, that this nation would be an example of, of, of just your, your, your love overcoming these things, that we as believers constantly carry that everywhere, carry the good news of the gospel as we carry ourselves in, in, our, in whatever communities we may represent, whether it's work or, or the arts or, or, or church or sporting or whatever it might be, wherever we go, that, that, that we would be visibly impacted by the gospel in a way that, that actually becomes noticeable to people and that and that you would give us the boldness to share our story to share what you've done in our lives and that and that within that we can uh really uh see a a change in our communities and i pray for for our leaders lord that you give them wisdom lord i pray for 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 all those who are in authority in, in this country lord that that really they would be influenced by by you and not by their own ambition or, or whatever else might be an influence there, Lord. We thank you for this amazing place where we live in safety, where we don't live in persecution, in particular as believers. We, we, we we're free to go to church. We're free to express our faith. And, Lord, as that, even that becomes more difficult with society changing and, and things like that, Lord, I pray that you will continue to give us the boldness to... To, to be honest and to be true and to and to, to stay in line with the Word of God. We thank you for Australia. It, it really is an amazing, amazing nation, and we pray, Lord, that all of its citizens would, would, would be looked after. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm, amen. Great prayer and a great reminder. This is actually a fantastic country that we're in, despite, you know, all the challenges that we might have from time to time. When you look out on the world stage, this is a great place and... Uh, you know, when we have yeah, well, this country changed my family's destiny forever. So. Yeah, that's good stuff. Thanks for sharing your story this morning and some time with us, uh, Marcelo. God bless you. Um, I, I imagine if people want to come along and uh, be part of the Crosswords community, your uh, your hip hop community, you'd welcome them with open arms. Of course, um, Crosswords.com. If people need to find out anything, yeah, and that's spelt K R O S W E R D Z. Crosswords, <laughs> so you got to got to get that right. Anyway, God bless you, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.